coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to Buzzsaw Movies. AKA Buzzsaw Movies. Buzzsaw Movies, a.k.a. Buzzdom Movies, our special Saw edition. We are coming to you here with our fourth installment in this series, our episode on Saw 4. This is actually is, halfway through the series. Yeah, yeah, we've we've made it halfway. This is a, a turning point both in our coverage of this series and in the series itself. Uh, so things are about to get pretty interesting in this one. Yeah, they are. I think so. It should be fun. Yeah, this is this is a pretty unusual one. This is the last one that um, Darren Lynn Boosman directed. Right. So it marks sort of a turning point in the series. This is the first one that I watched while it was out in theaters. Um, Wow. I also saw this one in theaters. I have some good stories about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was sort of my introduction to the franchise. I did watch the first ones, the first three beforehand, but like this was the first one where I was like, all right, this is what the franchise is right now. These four movies. Right. So um, this one feels a little personal to me. This one is um, it's very involved, very intricate. I think there's a lot of twists and turns. It's kind oh, of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of follows a similar structure to saw three in a way that it's like sort of one guy going through a series of obstacles. Um, right. Yeah. It happened so, to impact somebody else. Right. And there's definitely a lot of other stuff going on in the background as well. So, um, yeah. Do you have any particular connections to saw four that you want to make before we get uh, started? No. So saw four is the first saw movie I saw in theaters without like, my family so for the first couple of like the first saw movies i saw in theaters like saw two and saw three i went with my grandpa my papa who you know was my adult and my legal guardian because he adopted me and um you know i i was like legal to go saw four i went with a guy i was seeing at the time i definitely had to sneak in um (laughs) uh, because i wasn't going with a family member who was you know of age and i wasn't quite 17 yet um so, you know, it's just like a big deal, you know, seeing Saw 4. Um, I was, I think, 16 for Saw 4, uh, 16 or 17. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I was young. Uh, so I definitely wasn't, I definitely wasn't 17 because I, yeah, no, I was 16 because I was not legal to go see it because I distinctly recall dodging police for Saw 4. Um, oh, Police. Oh, yeah. like physically dodging. Like this is like not like a, I was basically like a saw character. I mean, honestly, um, yeah. dodging, dodging law enforcement. Um, so I went to see software. Uh, <laughs> I remember it extremely well. I remember the movie theater. I I could walk into the auditorium and tell you the theater I was in. This is not just because it was like my first date with a man, but that helped. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I have actually a lot of connections to Saw 4. It's very emotionally important to me. That said, it's like my least favorite Saw movie. Um, <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Yeah, you would think it would be like one of my favorite because of that, but it's it's not. 
Uh, so I have some very serious problems with this movie, but that's um, okay. It's not without its issues for me. Um, I actually I think, really like it too, though. When I yeah. say one of my least favorite, there's one that's like far and away my least. And this one is like just one of my least. So, right. I like this one. All right. Um, I feel like I, I didn't like it as much on the rewatch as I did from previous ones. I felt like this one didn't hold up quite as well as some of the other ones, but I still enjoyed it. Um, Definitely a couple of the later installments would be among my less favorites. Um, but I think this one's still up there for me. I still like the uh, the style that Boosman brings to this. You can definitely sort of tell the drop off once he leaves. Um, but And yeah, I think it's interesting that this one has sort of a personal connection for both of us. Absolutely. But um, I guess with that, let's let's take off here. Dive right into Saw 4. Let's do it. So our first scene opening up Saw 4, as we all know, where last we left off in Saw. As uh, we all know. <laughs> previously <laughs> on Saw 3. Previously uh, on Saw 3. Jigsaw is dead. He died um, by having this <laughs> gigantic Saw... <laughs> Dragged across his neck, um, pretty gruesome fashion. So uh, yeah, it was very casual, actually. So yeah, yeah, very, very just casual, partial decapitation. Uh huh. But so now the big question is: Well, if Jigsaw's dead, how is Saw going to keep going? How are these traps going to keep getting made? How are people going to keep getting put into them? Who's going to run the whole show? And well, you know what? Software has the answer. Yeah. Software has a lot of answers. Opens with a very gruesome autopsy of Jigsaw's body. Super gruesome. I feel like they were trying to um sort of one up the brain surgery scene. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> absolutely. They were like, we have to do something more medical than Saw 3. And at some point in this franchise, we need to completely demolish jigsaw's body so they were like saw four is our moment this is it um so they loved this you could yeah. tell they loved this um i don't know if the inside of a human body looks like that i'm pretty sure probably not fully but the part where they cut open his chest looks just ridiculous it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't believe that's what it looks like. But, but I personally like when they find a tape. Oh, the tape. <laughs> oh, the tape in Jigsaw's body. Yeah. I gotta say, my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> Jigsaw, how? Jigsaw. <laughs> Jigsaw. Yeah. Um, I think the main benefit of this scene is we get to see, like, yeah, Jigsaw is actually dead. Like, there's no way they're going to sneakily try to bring him back at some point. Like, they show them completely removing his brain and everything. This isn't going to be, like, some sort of end of Halloween 2 thing where Michael Myers suddenly rises off the gurney. Uh, no, <laughs> this guy's dead. He's done for. Right. Um, but when they discover the tape inside Jigsaw, you get a hint that things are not quite over with the death right. of Jigsaw here. Um, 
so during this autopsy, which, as we said, is very graphic, they're like dissecting all various parts of his body, as you would expect. Um, they get to his stomach, they cut it open, and this like wax covered mini tape comes out. And when it falls out, like everything goes into slow motion. It's like very <laughs> dramatic when it comes out. Um, it's saw, of course. It's it like, is. oh no, there's a tape. Uh oh. Um, and if you'll recall, there is a scene in Saw Three towards the end where you see um, Jigsaw pouring wax from a candle onto a tape on like the side table for his hospital bed. Um, and I guess when you're watching that for the first time, you just assume that that tape is maybe the tape that he plays for Jeff when Jeff fails his last test or something. My name is Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really know what it's for, but now it's clear that was that tape. You know, he made this tape, he covered it in wax, he swallowed it. So it would be found if he was killed. And sure enough, he was, Right. And they found this tape. And um, the person who comes into the autopsy to listen to this tape, because, um, of course, they immediately summon the police as soon as they find it, um, is Detective Hoffman. Yes. And who else? He, <laughs> yes. He was very briefly introduced in Saw 3, but we get a little more of him here. Um, so he listens to this tape and the tape basically says like you think this is over just because i'm dead but you you think you'll walk away untested but you will be tested stuff like that basically letting everyone know like jigsaw's still got some plans that are in motion there's still there's still a lot of tests left to be done right and he started them is the implication, right? Like, it's not just like, like, he knows about what's about to happen next, which is pretty important. I feel like, like, you know, he's like still involved somehow. Um, yeah. He's sort so. of orchestrated in such a way that things can go on after his death. Right. It's sort of like, oh, even from beyond the grave, I still have power over you, which is like, like huge dick energy. If I have to say, <laughs> like, the biggest that's some that's a bold move from a dead man so right. <laughs> and to swallow a tape that's like telling people that much being like yeah i'm probably gonna die here but you know yeah, what? i gotta say this people morning i struggled with my vitamin b so <laughs> the fact that he could do that is like insane um <laughs> jigsaw can swallow what can i say you know what i don't want to comment on that <laughs> Many of us can swallow Jigsaw. Um, <laughs> Whoa now. <laughs> uh, so that's our our opening scene there, that whole autopsy. Then we get sort of our little intro trap, as we've gotten used to by now. Mm -hmm. This one is, this one sort of feels like it's something straight out of Seven. You know, I mean, we've made the comparison to Seven before. Um, this one really feels like something from seven sort of a see no evil, speak no evil kind of situation. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that. Yeah. So there's these two guys, they wake up in a mausoleum. They're chained together to this sort of winch apparatus that's between them. One of them 
has his mouth sewn shut and the other one has his eyes sewn shut. Um, Which basically and, means they can't communicate. Yeah, they they can't communicate at all. Although, eyes sewn shut man could try to talk, but whatever. Uh, he he kind of sucks. Uh, he's like, <laughs> he has no idea what's going on. And yet he so quickly determines in his mind what's happening and acts on that without trying to gather further information. Anyway. Um, yeah, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. Um, so they're, they're chained together to this thing. They wake up first. The guy with his mouth sewn shut wakes up. He's the only one of them who can obviously tell what's actually going on. He goes over. He's trying to get this chain unhooked and wakes up the other guy. The guy with his eyes sewn shut immediately starts like freaking out and is like, assumes that the guy with his mouth sewn shut is the one who's attacking him. And so he starts like fighting him and there's weapons everywhere. So they're like hitting each other with these weapons. There's like a giant hook and like a hammer and stuff for like no reason. Well, clearly Jigsaw just wanted him to duke it out here. Yeah, um, Jigsaw's full of shit, though. <laughs> yeah, so much for each of them being able to test individually. It was basically like a fight to the death. I gotta say, Eyes Sewn Shut Man had the the rougher end of this deal. That's true. I mean, if you were the guy with his eyes sewn shut, do you really think you would try to fight the other guy? You're gonna die. Like, like there's no way. <laughs> He's going to get the jump on you somehow. And sure enough, the guy, the mute guy prevails. He manages to like brutally bash this guy's head in. Um, oh, and all the while, like this winch, it, it's dragging them closer together with the chains that are around them. It's yeah, like they've got like chains around their thing. neck that's like driving them towards this like I guess it's like a grinder in the middle of the two of them. Uh, yeah, I guess in theory they would have gone through that thing and gotten like flattened out or choked. Probably choked. It would have been turned into like, I don't know, ground beef. Like, <laughs> Well, and so the, the mute guy had to get the key off the back of the blind guy. And after he bashes in the guy's head, he grabs the key, gets himself out, and then like forcibly rips open his mouth stitches. Yeah, he can't be chill about it. Opening his mouth. He, okay, so he gets the net, he gets the key from, like, blind man's neck. He, he can't do that the chill way. He has to, like, not just, like, hit him over the head so that he's stunned and get the key. He has to, like, bash him in the head, like, seven times. I don't know why, like, Two times this guy's out. I gotta well, tell you. At that um, point, he's probably pretty pissed because the other guy like hit him in the leg with that giant hook and like that's true. Yeah, he's pretty mad. And, um, yeah. And then like, he gets the key and he decides it is time to rip open my mouth. Like, you have the key. Couldn't you go to the hospital? Like, <laughs> they could probably cut it open. I gotta yeah. say. Like, well, if he was going to rip the stitches open anyway, he could have just done that like right away and then been like, wait, like we both have to solve this together. But 
Yeah. Why did he wait so long? Uh, that was that was crazy though. Um, it was great. I, I like the symbolism, the the lack of the voice, the lack of the sight. Um, and then of course, do we cut to the credits? There is this another like scream to the credits kind of move. It is because it, it 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 like it shows him like not even scream. There's like no scream from him. He's like ripping open his mouth. Blood is just like pouring from his mouth, and then it cuts to the credits. There's not even like in a human sound from him. It's just like He's the just score. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's our little preview trap there. Um, we got the the autopsy scene then our preview trap so now we're ready to dive into the real meat of the story here yes now we see um finally the discovery of detective carrie's body god by the police um this one's pretty brutal uh emotionally rig uh who is the SWAT officer from the previous two movies uh, is the one who they they discover her in this building um with like this little robot drone thing that they're driving around um and he like as soon as he sees her on the screen he like goes running through and everybody's like yelling at him not to do it because like they haven't secured the area yet they don't know like as as we've known from previous examples, Jigsaw likes to leave these little booby traps for the cops. So like Rick yeah, totally for no reason. Him. And we're going to see more of those in this, this installment actually. Yeah. Um, he loves doing that. They're not, not really traps. They're just sort of, you know, just fucking with people. Um, I've decided to destroy you today for no reason. <laughs> so they find Carrie Riggs really upset, understandably. They've been looking for her for a while, and he was hoping she was still alive. He's still very obsessed with trying to find Detective Matthews as well. Everyone's telling him basically that Matthews is gone, that Jigsaw killed him, because he's been missing for who knows how long at this point. It must have been a long time, the way they're talking about it. Um, but he's convinced that. Matthews is still out there. And despite everyone, including um, Detective Hoffman and the other detectives telling him otherwise, he's still looking for every possible clue. Um, we also, in this scene, get introduced to the FBI for the first time. So now oh, things are stepping up here. Um, Agents Strom and Perez show up on the scene. Um, and they do the typical FBI thing where they like they're in charge as soon as they show up. They're uh, taking command of the scene. And I like how this is always like in every movie, this is presented as a terrible thing. <laughs> like the FBI or whatever show up and they're like, and we're taking charge. And everybody's like, oh my God, the FBI is here and they're taking charge and they think they're better than us. And it's like, well, the FBI is only here because it's that serious. So we should probably just like listen to them for a second. Probably um, be happy for the help. 
Honestly, you should be happy for the help because all of your cops keep dying. So I don't like this guy's pretty messed up. I think you could use a few extra resources to deal with it. Um, But yeah, um, they show up. They're pretty competent from the get go. I'd say Um, we've seen a lot of incompetency from law enforcement so far in this series. They seem to know what's going on. They're trying to figure out the different motivations. There's a lot of clues left around this scene that they're using to like profile Jigsaw to figure out who's doing this. One thing that uh, Agent Strom figures out um, from looking at the scene is that we don't know who was able to lift um, Detective Carey up onto the angel trap because whoever did that had to be strong enough to lift her all the way up onto that. Um, and he thinks there's no way that Amanda could have been, been the one who did it. And obviously it wasn't John Kramer because he's a cancer patient. So and now dead. They're, they're wondering who could have done this. They might, might've had some other help to pull this one off. Right. But more on that later. So this story from here on is really Riggs' story. Yeah. We've had um, previous installments were focused you know, on Matthews. Uh, three very briefly focused on Carrie. This one is all Rig, pretty much. Absolutely. So Rig goes home. He's um, met on the way in by his wife, who's about to leave. Um, she's like going to stay with her parents for a few days or something. It's very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like top notch saw melodrama here in this scene. Um, she's like she's had enough. She, like many other people in this movie, uh, has seen how obsessed Rig can be by right. the, this case by the detectives who are missing. Um, and she just needs a break from it. And she, one of the things she says on her ways out, on her way out, is, "You can't save everyone." And that's oh, she does say that. Yeah, it's a big moment there. Um, so Rig is home alone. He gets knocked out slash attacked or whatever, and he wakes up. Here's where I was a little unclear. He wakes up still in his house right or does he wake up in a different house no i think it's still his house it's like his bathtub yeah he wakes up in his bathtub which is like full with the water running um <laughs> kind of reminiscent of adam waking up in the bathtub yeah it is yeah but uh a lot less threatening because he's you know he's still in his own house things mostly seem okay um but like, I think this is kind of weird here that they did this, that they knocked him out and then staged this whole trap in his own house. Like, <laughs> the, um, the, the of- whole the whole rig thing should strike you as weird. Like, <laughs> there are so many reasons this thing is weird. Like, he wakes up in his house. I don't really understand how they plan to, like, keep him in line. Like... I don't really understand any of it. I have no idea how any of this worked for Jigsaw. 
for Team Jigsaw, I should say. Yeah. Team Jigsaw is um they're pulling off some strange stuff at this point. They're they're mixing things up. The usual MO is you know, kidnap, take you to some far off abandoned warehouse or meat factory. Or one meat factory. (laughs) Um, and then do all their normal stuff. This one, they they have a lot of setups that are just sort of out in the open. And this one right here, uh, in Riggs' own house is pretty surprising. Um so Rig gets a, a classic jigsaw tape here with Billy the Puppet explaining things to him. You know, it tells him that he's become so obsessed with learning Detective Matthews's fate that, as usual, he's ignoring all of his life around him. He's ignoring his family. He's becoming single-minded in his job, yada, yada, all that. Um, the real revelation in this tape here is that Matthews is still, in fact, alive. Right. Uh, if he shows a little bit of footage of Matthews in this sort of complex-looking trap that we don't get to see much of at this point. Um, but he's definitely still alive. He does not look good, though. <laughs> no. He, uh, he's got, like, really long hair. He's got a shaggy beard. He's clearly been um, away for some time. He's kind of like uh, ridiculous. How long have they kept Matthews as just like a, a victim ready to be used? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to have his hair grow out as long as it do- did, it had to have been like six months, ten months, something like that. Like right on the better part of a year, I'd say. He's got like long hair, and he did not have anything close to that when he went missing. Not at all. So um, that's our big revelation here. And Jigsaw basically says that he has 90 minutes to save Matthews. Um, and you also see that Detective Hoffman has also been kidnapped. And he is part of the same trap. There's right. basically... so. Matthews is standing on this block of ice that's slowly melting. That's going to, and he's got a noose around his neck. And as soon as it melts, he's going to get hanged. Right. And in the meantime, the water is going to like flow down to this place that detective Hoffman's sitting. And they're also on like sort of a weird seesaw thing. So the weight is going to shift. So he falls into like this electrified thing. And then so he's going to get electrocuted as soon as the balance shifts. Right. It's uh, it's it's like sort of a Rube Goldberg setup here. But uh, (laughs) it's very convoluted. I don't really know what's going on. But the gist here is that their fates are connected. And um, he's going to have to save them both or let them both die. Right. And to do that, he has to go through a series of quests, somewhat yes. similar to Jeff's in the previous one. These ones, the goal is for Rig to understand why Jigsaw does the things he does. Right. Um, sort of an inferred reason behind this is that Jigsaw might be trying to recruit Rig 
to come on board. To yeah, and that's like a common stuff. like thread throughout the movie. Is it like people like Agent Strom of the FBI or like, oh, like I think that he's being recruited. That's like a common, it's brought up multiple times. Yeah. So a lot of the, a lot of the scenes with the FBI and uh, with the other detectives on the police force can basically be summed up as they're always a step behind rig. They're always like seeing what's just happened. And they're always convinced that rig is being recruited to team jigsaw somehow. Um, Yeah, that's the basic gist of that. Anyway, so rig has to complete these tasks that are supposed to get him to empathize with jigsaw. The first task is well, they and they all have like special little names that goes along with the the theme of the task. This one is see what I see. Yes, it is see what I see. So he goes into this room in his house, and there's someone sitting on like a chair with like a pig mask and a robe over them, and uh, this is a very iconic image that was used on all the posters and advertisements for this. So this was, and this is like the most prominent usage of the pig mask imagery as well. Um, Right. So he sees this person here and there's another jigsaw tape explaining to him that he sees this person as a victim, but if he could see what jigsaw sees, then he would see someone who is unworthy of the life they've been given. Right. He pulls off the mask to reveal this woman who's got her hair like sort of attached to this chain or pulley system behind her. Um, and there's, there's photos around that show that she's a prostitute. Basically. Whoa, no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm sorry. She's not a prostitute. She pimps out children. Oh. She... Look at the photos of her, like, putting young girls into cars. Like, Okay, so I flash. didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched this movie at least three times. I did not get that. That's what I got. Where am I coming from with that? I don't know. Maybe you've seen more than I have. I don't know. The the world of Saw is a very intricate one. I don't doubt that this woman is a prostitute, too. Um, I just... Maybe I thought better of this movie because I feel like prostitutes are not something to be judged. Um, right, right. So, um... <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean that would make more sense because part of it is like, okay, like, what has she really done that's that bad? You know? Nothing. Like a, lot, a lot of the people that jigsaw puts through these traps aren't necessarily criminals or people have done something bad like he put something someone through the trap in the first movie you're possibly very right and i'm projecting you're possibly very right like there was someone in the first movie who all they tried to do was commit suicide and that's true (laughs) i i don't know i'm not saying that you're wrong here i definitely think it's possible you you saw something i didn't but the point is, Jigsaw doesn't always pick people who do bad things. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Jigsaw is a judgmental asshole. But like... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, one way or another, you know, she's done something that he 
deems to be wrong here. Um, and she's in this trap. And really, all Rig has to do is walk away. You know, he doesn't have to save her because she's done this bad thing and therefore deserves to die. Um, or he could try to save her. So that like this, as soon as this tape stops, the uh, like the pulley chain system starts pulling her hair backwards um, and like ripping off the top of her scalp. It's scalping her. Yeah, it, the the machine is scalping her. It's very bad. <laughs> it's horrifying. But my big question here is: Would that actually kill you? Like to be I, scalped? Yeah. Yes, being scalped would kill you. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's literally why that's a thing. That when people are like, "Oh, he scalped whatever," I don't know who. I don't know what that was a reference to, but that's like. Yeah, if you get scalped, you're dead. Like, well, I thought they not... would scalp people after they were dead, like back in the day. Generally, because you take off their scalp so you could carry it home as like a prize. But like, yeah. But that's what this was. Like, you're not going to get scalped and survive it. Like, that's your whole head. Like, well, it's just like the skin on the top of your head. I don't know. That's That's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. But we've seen people go through quite a bit in this in this series okay but Uh, that this is this series i'm talking about (laughs) scalping in general okay i don't know that people would survive a scalping we've also seen people die in this from getting lightly covered with a coating of ice so you know okay that was not light that was a very (laughs) thick coating of ice but in a very short amount of time all right all right um So anyway, she's getting scalped by this thing that's, like, pulling her hair off. Oh, my God. She is getting scalped af. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's pretty bad. You can see it, like, breaking around the top of her hairline and blood's coming out. Uh, Some It's making a loud noise somehow. I don't know. And she's like, She's, like, begging him to cut her hair. So he's, like, running to the kitchen trying to find a knife or something. And he opens up the drawer and he finds a note from Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest part. He said, like, what does that note say again? Uh, Do you remember what that note says? No, it's like, it's like time um, is wasting or something like that. That seems right. That seems right. Which is just like, he's really rubbing it in at this point here, isn't he? He's like, not only. So, first of all, they knock out Rig. They set up this whole trap in his house and they go through and remove every single knife from his kitchen to make sure. Yeah. Can you imagine the person who was responsible for that? Jigsaw. Hey, Amanda. (laughs) Every single knife from Rig's house. Jigsaw. No. What what about his pocket knives? Find them. Like he has a lot of knives in his kitchen. He's got like a full jigsaw. He's a he's a cop. He has knives. Remove them. (laughs) Every single one. If he finds a knife, it will all be ruined. And then make sure to leave a note that says time is wasting. Time is wasting. Just to rub it in. Time is wasting. Yeah. Uh, So that that plan doesn't work 
So he has to go back and um there's like numbers on the gears that are turning this thing. Oh, also he tries to shoot the thing, by the way. Oh um, yeah, he tries to shoot off the hair trap. I don't know what's going on. He He's like, maybe if I shoot this machine, this woman's scalp will not be pulled off, but... Well, he shoots it, and it stops for, like, ten seconds. And it's like, oh, okay, that worked. And then it starts up again. It's like, damn, this thing's robust as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoever engineered this really knew what they were doing. Um, so he finally figures out that he has to find these numbers that are on the rotating gears and then use them as a combination to unlock this thing. And he figures it out like after (laughs) she's been pretty badly scalped, but I guess not badly enough that she's dead. Uh, She's bleeding quite profusely. Uh, She's absolutely not dead because what she decides to do in her infinite wisdom is to reach into a cabinet, grab a knife, and just, like, swipe at Rig. Just, like, go for it. Let's yeah. just, like, murder Rig right now. Um, Rig is like, hold on, what the fuck? What the fuck? I don't want to hurt you. And she's just, like, slashing a knife at him. And he's like, hold on, I really don't want this. And she's like, she's like, be- she's like, please, please. And she's doing it. It's like, what? It's like, please let me kill you. Like, he's just going to be like, oh, all right, God, if you're asking so nicely. Yeah, I guess I, I, guess I will it- just die now. <laughs> um, no. Oh, uh, this scene also has, uh, so we talked about the interesting uh, between scene jump cuts that are in some of these movies in the last episode. Uh, this one has my favorite jump cut of all time when they're fighting in Riggs house and he grabs her and throws her through a mirror in his house. And, <laughs> and it, it like, it cuts into the other scene when she smashes through the mirror and her body flies into the scene and disappears. Oh yeah, that's good. It makes no sense at all. It looks so weird. It's real bad. It's but like, they're like fighting, 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 and she like smashes through all of a sudden they're in a scene with Detective Hoffman. They're like, oh yes, yeah, so the clues were found at the scene, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? Oh my God. You ask a good question. Nothing of much consequence happens in that scene with Detective Hoffman, except that they're just trying to figure out where Rig went, what's going on. Um, Right. We get back to the fight in Rig's house, and he's knocked her out, killed her, supposedly, with smashing her through the mirror. Um, And he finds another tape recorder that... Um, had a message for the woman. And this one was basically telling her, like, if this guy breaks you out, then you have to kill him or he's going to use all this evidence that I've put in this room to put you away for the rest of your life. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, that makes no sense. No. Like, she's going to try to fight this guy to the death on the off chance that he's going to send her to jail after all this, as opposed to, like, 
just telling him that the knife is there so that he can use it to cut her hair and save her. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Like she was just like that whole time she'd have to be like, okay, well, I might die because of this thing, but I'm not going to run the risk that I survive. And then I go to jail. Right. I don't know. She's not the brightest. Yeah, this whole situation is pretty rough. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, but I like that they're, you know, Riggs getting tested in a new way. It is kind of similar to Jeff in that he's not personally at risk all the time, but he has to make some tough choices, which is a different way of looking at Jigsaw's kind of traps. Right. So how does how does he even find the next clue to this? He finds a hotel key, first of all, yeah. um, which is his next clue for where to go. But I don't even remember how he finds that key. It has something to do with him smashing her into the mirror, I think. <laughs> maybe Maybe that was his secret way to reveal <laughs> the hidden clues. Well, um, I feel like I feel like it's somewhere in there. Like it tell like the key he finds tells him where to go, right? Like it has a key tag or something. Oh yeah, I mean, like the when he finds the key, it's pretty obvious where he has to go next. I'm just I'm unclear as to what, how he finds the key. Oh, I don't really remember how. <laughs> he finds Um, his key he finds this key it's like i remember thinking it was nonsense then so i'm sure it's nonsense now it just sort of pops up yeah he finds his key it's like an old school motel key with the big hanging tag that's like a diamond shape and has the name of the hotel and everything on it so conveniently it tells him exactly where to go i mean i guess it's on purpose you know saul wants him to know where to go Right. So he goes to this like really shabby little motel. Um and he goes up to the room that the key is to and he finds yet another jigsaw tape on the TV. Saw has clearly been here before and set this whole thing up. He it gives Rig has a mask and a gun that he's supposed to use in his right next task. And the tape explains to him that he has to get the guy from the front desk up into the next room. That's connected to the one that he's in. Right. So he kind of lures the guy up there, which is really weird. Cause he could have just gone down there with the gun and gotten him up there, but he lures the guy up there by, getting the dog to come upstairs and he's like he he's got the pig mask and he's like getting the dog interested in it and then he sort of leaves it in the hallway so the dog walks up to it and then the guy comes after the dog and then rig (laughs) pops out with the gun and makes him come into the room but he doesn't have the mask on so it's (laughs) like the whole 
he was supposed the mask was supposed to be there for him to conceal his identity but he didn't care about that clearly i guess he's just throwing all caution to the wind right he's like all right whatever this guy's gonna see me like with a gun threatening him to come into here but it'll be fine um well it ends up not really mattering because this guy's trap is uh is pretty gruesome yeah um so they go into the next room um and the room is just covered with all these photos of the guy like raping women and being like violently it's you don't get to see a lot but there's a lot that's implied and it's clear that this is one really sick guy um and so rig has to force this guy into position for his trap and so it's a test for the two of them really yeah and it's bleak I mean, imagine yeah. having to do that. Imagine having to force somebody into a trap. Yeah, it's bad. Like, I mean, this guy is a bad guy, obviously. And most people would think someone like this should be suffering. But, yeah. like, do you want to be the one to do this? Especially when, like, Jigsaw is the one pulling the strings behind the curtain. Right. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, Rig has to force him into this little apparatus which is on the bed which is very elaborate like somebody clearly spent a lot of time setting this up in this hotel room uh, not huh, quite sure huh. how they pulled that off but um and he has to hand this guy guy the controls for it and then start the whole thing in motion and there's yet another jigsaw tape here which explains to the guy that he's used his body as a weapon and so in order to survive he must decide between either um sacrificing his eyes which do so much like looking i guess he he's a voyeur so he does so much looking i don't think that's the really the bad part of what he does or he has to sacrifice his body uh which is he's used as a weapon and the the real gist of it is that he has to push these buttons that he's been given that are gonna gouge out his eyes or else these other blades are gonna cut off his arms and legs Oof. Um this scene this seems like a very um a very high-tech piece of machinery here. Yeah. I, I'm yes. not sure how that something like this would be as portable as it is. Right. But apparently, you know, it's just you can just set this right up on the hotel bed. <laughs> um the the little spikes that they have to gouge out his eyes are absurd. They're like little miners picks. I don't know like how much force they're actually going with to be able to really dig in there and blind him, but apparently they are. Um, (laughs) The guy gets one of his eyes gouged out and he's about to do the other and just like doesn't pull it off. And so it cuts off all his arms and legs and presumably right. he just bleeds out. Yes. 
So, uh, <laughs> Ooh, that fuck. was that was weird. There was a lot <laughs> happening there. So yeah, Rig uh, is kind of an accomplice to murder at this point. No, 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 no. No, how could he ever be? <laughs> no, Rig, Rig's totally fine. Totally uh, innocent. Yeah, I mean, if not just a full-on murderer himself, I don't even know how. Right. Like, half the things, if this ever went to trial, you'd be like, well, yeah, you probably just actually go down for murder. Because, like, regardless of the fact someone else planned all this, he still did the whole thing himself. But whatever. Rig is one-minded in his pursuit at this point. He is still determined to find Matthews and to do whatever he has to along the way. And, you know, he is hurting these people along the way. But these aren't the best people out there. Jigsaw (laughs) is showing him exactly where their shortcomings are. And so, presumably, you'd think at this point, maybe Riggs starting to think a little bit like Jigsaw. Maybe he's um, seeing exactly what Jigsaw wants him to see. This test is feel what I feel. Yeah. Jigsaw wants him to feel the same revulsion towards these people that he does. And you think at this point, maybe Rig is picking up what he's putting down. Maybe he's starting to identify a little bit with this kind of disgust for humanity or at least for a certain sect of humanity. He's definitely willing to do some pretty extreme stuff in order to accomplish his goals here. So anyway, Rig, I guess, I don't know if he passed this test or failed it. I guess he passed it because he did what he was supposed to. And then it was up to the other guy to do whatever. Um, but he's on to his next test. So he finds this clue at the scene that says to go back to where it all began. Mm -hmm. And that makes him think of this case that he got involved with, with an abusive father where he, uh, was called to scene at an elementary school. He got into an altercation with this father and he punched him and, Instead of getting tr- into trouble for it, uh, Detective Hoffman helped him cover it up by vouching for him. Um, and as a result, he got away with it. So he goes back to this elementary school where this whole thing happened. And he finds the, the father from the case and his wife both impaled by all these long sp- Bikes that are going through their bodies uh, and they're they're impaled together in the middle of this classroom and this scene is like it's very elaborate the the set dressing here is fantastic they've got this whole um like <laughs> the classroom projector is set up to show uh like a diagram of the human body with like these different points on the body emphasize which are like the points where they've been impaled and um so this this trap 
that took place here has basically already played out by the time Rig arrives. Um, the the married couple was impaled together, and they wake up to a jigsaw tape, basically telling the wife that uh, she's been abused by her husband, that he's been holding her back and hurting her, and um, that in order to free herself from this, she has to be willing to physically separate herself from him. And the way this is laid out is that there are these spikes through the two of them. The ones, um, the places that they go through on her body are in non-lethal places, but mm-hmm. it's not not quite so non-lethal for the husband. Basically, if she pulls these things out, she's going to be okay. She's just going to have to get to a hospital quickly, but he's going to bleed out like immediately. And so as soon as her test starts, she's pretty much like, all right, let's go. <laughs> like she is, she is all on board with it. You know, she's, she's like, fuck it. I'm done with this bastard. Let's go. And she just starts pulling these things out. And the guy's like bleeding to death right next to her. You can see every time she pulls something out, there's like an arterial spurt. So yeah, that one's pretty intense. When Rig arrives at the scene, there's only one more spike through the two of them. And he basically just has to pull that one out to free her. And his test here is um, save as I save. He has to save her if he believes that she has learned her lesson or so jigsaw says and supposedly she has i mean she did what she was supposed to here she freed herself from her husband killing him in the process um ridding herself of an abuser and so he pulls it out and like gives her his jacket and then pulls the fire alarm so the police will come one thing we should talk about here, um, mm-hmm. in the meantime, with all this stuff going on, so we sort of covered the fact that, you know, the um, the FBI and the police are trying to track down Rig through all this, but they're also que- questioning Jill Tuck, who is Jigsaw's wife. Um. Do you remember how we actually find out about Jill Tuck in this movie? Well, we see her in in the old, like, whatever the, like, it wasn't really, like, I don't know. It was sort of like a weird, like, nursery she worked in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she works in a, she works at a rehab clinic, right? Was it really a rehab clinic? Yeah, because um, they were the, there were the drug addicts there. People in, in need of rehab, I will not deny that. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think there was a clue at Riggs' apartment that led them to her originally. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So they have they have her in custody throughout much of this movie. They're questioning her. She... Um, she used to run this rehab clinic 
John Kramer, her husband, also known as Jigsaw, um, was an engineer. They were married. Um, we get this flashback of him, uh, well, him waiting outside in the car while she's closing up for the night. And at the time of this, um, she's pregnant with their child. They've been <laughs> to see them making all these plans. They're, um, you know, wait, waiting for the child to come. Then yes. the worst happens. Uh, she's closing up at night and one of the addicts comes back saying that he left his coat there. He's trying to get in. Um, so she, she finds the coat. She comes out to give it to him and he pulls a knife on her. Oof. He's try, trying to force his way into the clinic to get some drugs. And as he pushes past her and opens the door, he slams it into her stomach. And um, as a result, she miscarries. So um, this is one of the crucial moments in the formation of Jigsaw <laughs> here, his backstory. But also, in addition, this is yet another crucial moment in big key drops in Saw. Because as, as <laughs> Jill is trying to get the door open to let the guy in, uh, after he's trying to force his way in, she drops the key and he of starts course. getting frustrated because of it. <laughs> and so it's probably for that reason that he flings the door open when she finally opens it. Right. So we have yet another instance here of someone just not being able to hold on to a key. And <laughs> that being the cause of some major tragedy. Oof. Yeah. So that is definitely a traumatic experience for John. We also find out later on that this hotel room was um, that the, all the gruesome stuff with the motel front desk agent took place in. Um, this room was rented out to a lawyer by the name of Art Blank, who nice. was not only the lawyer for the dad who got assaulted by Rig, but he was also um, involved in some big real estate project with John Kramer. <laughs> and um, after the miscarriage, John basically just started becoming very depressed. He didn't want to do all this stuff anymore. He just basically told Art Blank to screw off. He just didn't want to deal with him anymore. Um, then we later find out that Art Blank uh, was also the guy with his mouth stitched shut in the uh, right. mausoleum trap early on. So... Jigsaw is clearly holding sort of a personal vendetta here against this guy who he used to be uh, like partners with on this project. Just sort of cutting him out here. Art Blank is also involved in the trap that's currently holding Eric and Detective Hoffman. Okay. He's basically 
there to make sure that things go off without a hitch. He's got he's got a gun. He's watching the um, security monitors for the whole thing. He's basically fulfilling Zep's role from the first movie. All he has to do is like sort of monitor and enforce. Right. So like Art Blank here, he's really gotten screwed over, hasn't he? I mean, he already survived one jigsaw trap. Right. <laughs> why why does he have to go through another one here? <laughs> so Riggs next trap <laughs> is not really so much a rig trap. I guess, but that's like kind of giving things away just by even saying that. Um, it's very convoluted and weird the way this whole trap is set up. But basically, Riggs' next trap involves Detective Matthews, Detective Hoffman, and Art Blank. Yeah. And Art Blank is, as we said, sort of enforcing the whole thing. He's yeah, just, he's like uh, a Zep. He's totally pulling a zap here. So in this trap here, um, you know, Rig is supposed to come and rescue Matthews, right? He's got, as we described before, he's got that whole setup where the ice is melting and it's going to electrocute Hoffman and hang Matthews. Um and our little Art Blank slash Zep character is here to basically run the whole show and enforce things. Right. Um, oh, before then, also, so Rig rushes off to this whole scenario. This is his last thing that he has to do. Uh, meanwhile, when the FBI is called to the scene at the elementary school, because they, you know, rig pulls the alarm and all that. Um, there's this little side room after they get done investigating that scene that they wander down to. And oof. <laughs> things are not good in here. They just, they sort of open up the door and there's just a Billy the Puppet sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just feel like if you see a Billy the Puppet sitting there, you don't approach it. But whatever. <laughs> what do I know? They don't know that. And they decided to just, like, go for it in this moment. They're like, oh, let's get really close to this Billy the Puppet for no yeah. reason. They're like, oh, there's a tape recorder next to it. We should definitely press the button and then stand here and wait and find out what it has to say. And... The message is for um, Agents Strom and Perez. Um, yes. Specifically, it's for it for Perez. And uh, <laughs> the the message just has a lot of the same stuff they always say to law enforcement. It's like, oh, you're trying to find me. Like you're so obsessed with me. Blah blah. Um, but the final thing that Jigsaw says is like. I would make your next move very, very carefully. And the puppet's eyes just like sort of move to the left. And it's like, huh, oh, I wonder what might happen. And the puppet explodes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How was she supposed to know that? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess she didn't really have a choice here, did she, Jigsaw? Uh, <laughs> was yeah. she being tested? I don't know. It doesn't really seem like it. All I'm saying is that it seems like she just died. <laughs> yeah. No reason. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this this seems like another one of those things that's more of a booby trap than a real test. But right. uh, yeah, she, so this thing blows up. She gets all these shards of the like porcelain puppet in her face. Um, yeah, she's really having a bad time here. She's bleeding quite a bit. They're pulling her way on a gurney. This is the thing that um, makes Detective uh, Agent Strom super pissed off. And he goes in and is like interrogating Jill Tuck extra hard this time, like slamming her up against the wall and being right. like, oh, gonna put you before a grand jury and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And. He's getting real mad about it. And the editing in those scenes is just nuts because it's doing like <laughs> that, that real like flash cut thing where you see him like, like three different versions of him yelling in the same scene. It's really crazy. Of course. Um, yeah. And so like he finally gets her to talk about this whole construction project that John had going on with the lawyer art blank and that allows them to track down the properties that he got originally. Meanwhile, we get this nice little flashback to like, oh, so she basically tells him about why he became the way he did, about the whole thing with um, the miscarriage of the baby and the drug addict who caused it. And then says like, Oh, after that, and then after the cancer and the accident, he sort of like gradually became a completely different person. Um, And we see flashes of that, of him like just having all these weird drawings and schematics around and stuff and telling her not to come by his workshop and stuff. It's like, oh, he's got something going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and then you, you get to see his first real trap as well, which is a very interesting sequence. Um, so he goes and kidnaps Cecil, who is the drug addict who originally caused that miscarriage. Um, and it happens during this like Chinese New Year celebration for the year of the pig. And so there's like pig imagery around everywhere. And he takes a pig mask to disguise himself, except it's like a goofy, cartoony looking one as opposed to like the realistic looking ones that he usually uses. And it's just like a weird moment here where it's like, oh, yeah, you're getting the backstory for why he uses pig masks. Like, that's a really weird reason why he'd want to keep using pig (laughs) masks. It's like he used it the first time just because it happened to be around. And then he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go buy a bunch of these, but I'm going to make them look really realistic. And then also I'm going to grind up a bunch of pigs and try to use it to drown a guy because be like thematic. 
No. <laughs> But anyway, he he kidnaps Cecil. He puts him into the first jigsaw trap ever. Yes. Which is basically he's chained to a chair. Um and he gets this device put in front of his face that's basically just like two racks and knives attached to this little structure and the guy has to push into the knives with his face in order to free himself from it the idea is basically he has to make himself as ugly on the outside as he is on the inside which really i mean this guy is pretty ugly already so it's not like he has to work that hard at it but apparently jigsaw thinks he needs to be even uglier uh, by putting all these scars on his face. So the guy starts to do it, and he's like yes. screaming about it the whole time. And then like the chair just sort of breaks and falls apart, and he gets out, even though he like sort of only did it halfway. <laughs> so Jigsaw like sort of screwed up big time here. Yes. So the guy like attacks him right away, obviously. And Jigsaw just sort of like dodges him, and the guy falls into this big thing of barbed wire that he just has lying around. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just just a casual thing you keep around the workshop, just this big thing of barbed wire that you can fall into. Uh and the guy like pres- starts thrashing around in there, presumably dies by bleeding out um but yeah that that is our first jigsaw trap the 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 prototype for all jigsaw things that came afterwards is this guy pushing his face into the knives and then jumping into a thing full of barbed wire oof so basically though yeah um from Strom finds out the location of this building that um, that John had his work at, that he was going to build this big thing with Art Blank at, that fell through, but he still owns this stuff. So presumably, like all this real estate venture stuff that they were doing is why uh he has access to all these abandoned buildings around town this sort of like glosses over that whole bit um i guess it makes sense who knows um but they basically find out that the the real like first location was going to be this one building and that that must be where it is and so strom starts heading there meanwhile Rig has already headed to this location and is on his way to his final test. So this final test, as we've stated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing? I the, think I was just saying, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The final test, as we've stated, is this one with Detective Matthews and with um Detective Hoffman. While <laughs> while Rig is outside trying to get in. 
<laughs> they are inside trying to stop him from getting it. This is the big revelation yeah. here. Um, Art Blank explains to um, Detective Matthews that we just have to stop this guy from coming through that door. And Detective Matthews has this great reaction. He's like, who's coming through the door? <laughs> who's coming through the door? Um, some great acting by Donnie Wahlberg here. <laughs> uh, so the next scene is Rig decides... Uh, Rig doesn't decide. Rig is in... What he thinks is his final scene, he's wandering around this, like, building, and, it, you know, every sign points towards this is his final scene. He's finding, like, bullets and whatever in, like, cases ready for him. Oh, yeah. Um, And then there's a door that is locked to him, but he can push through it. It's not even really locked. It's just, like, he has to push hard. Yeah, it's, it's like a big it's thing. Duck. It's like weighted closed. Like, yeah. um, but unbeknownst to, to Rig is that if he opens this door, that weighted part of the door is going to trigger Detective Matthews' trap for no reason. <laughs> I mean, there's literally no reason. Well, for every reason, but also no reason. For no reason. I mean... <laughs> Like, literally none. And the, the reason is that Jigsaw is a giant troll, basically. Jigsaw is a huge troll. And because Rig wanders into this room now, Detective Matthews gets his head squashed by some ice blocks. <laughs> it's like as soon as he comes through the door, these giant ice blocks that are on sticks, like above like attached to the ceiling, swing down and smash his head from both sides. Like a big It's completely pair of ridiculous. And like <laughs> it's crazy. And Matthews has a gun. For some reason he's given a gun with one bullet that he's supposed to try to stop Rake from coming through the door with. And he shoots at him, but he totally misses. And Rig just keeps pushing through. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, why would he be ready to shoot somebody through a doorway when he doesn't know what's really at stake? Like, he has no idea. Like, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. How is he supposed to know? Yeah. All, all he was told all along is that, you know, his obsession would be his downfall or whatever. But he was also told that he was supposed to save Detective Matthews. The whole point here is supposed to be save as I save, which in theory is you have to let people save themselves. Right. But, I mean, does Jigsaw really do that? Does no, Jigsaw, Jigsaw sucks. Save themselves? He's always in Of course in not. Theory. Come on, Jigsaw. You're being a bit of a hypocrite here. Um, Jigsaw hypocrite? Never. <laughs> Never. Of course not. But so this trap obviously kills Detective Matthews right away. Then 
as we described before, because of this weighted platform situation, Detective Hoffman gets electrocuted by this thing. Um, and then also... Electric, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. Art Blank, who's overseeing this whole thing. Art Blank. Poor old Art Blank. He's like... Yeah, poor he's, old. Poor old Art Blank. He's, yeah. So Rig... Rig gets shot at this point. He got like hit by a ricochet of the bullet that Matthews was firing at the door. Do you hear how ridiculous that sentence sounds? <laughs> He's like lying on the floor, like sort of slowly dying. Um, Art Blank is like yelling at him. It's like, you idiot. Like all you had to do was not come through that door. And it's revealed that Art Blank has like this pincher thing on his back which there's very yeah, little it explanation. Yeah, it seems there is, okay, very little. You're so generous. Um, <laughs> there is virtually no explanation of what this thing is that's on Art Blank's back. But I have to assume that if he doesn't win his game, it's gonna like crack his spine in half. Yeah, I mean, that's like the only his spine. Yeah. Um, there's really no explanation of it. There's no, oh, how did this get onto Art Blank? There's no, why is Art Blank being tested again? Um, nothing. The the movie decides that it doesn't matter, but. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, Art is like yelling at him. He's like, you idiot, Jigsaw's testing you. And. Rig is like telling him to stop, to put his hands up. Uh, like he thinks that he's the one controlling all of this. He shoots Art Blank and kills him while he's really just pulling a tape recorder out to play yes. to play Rig his tape. Yes. It reveals the whole thing to him that, you know, the whole time he all he had to do was just sit back and do nothing that his whole point was to let people save themselves to not interfere, um, to let go of his obsession. But it was his obsession that caused all these people to die instead. Of course, none of this makes any sense, (laughs) but, um, that's not even the most shocking thing that happens in this movie. Sure. There's still at least two big shocking moments left in this movie. (laughs) Would you believe? As Rig is lying there after having killed Art Blank, uh, and he's dying himself, all of a sudden, Detective Hoffman gets up. Sure. He wasn't actually killed by the electrocution. That was a big ruse. He's actually been the one orchestrating this whole thing. Sure. Yeah. He is one of Team Jigsaw. He's been the one, the third member that was sort of hinted at by by Agent Strom. Okay. And we get some flashbacks of him, like, doing important things in Jigsaw history. Okay. So seeing where he like falls into place 
<laughs> and it, this is like this is a classic scene in Saw here where you get to see where all these things happened that we didn't know about beforehand. Right. It's pretty, you know, twisty turny as always. Sure. And it's yeah, yeah, I'm in for it. So Hoffman is on Team Saw. We know that much now. He leaves the room and closes it, says game over, you know, all that. Leaves Rig to die. Everyone else in there is dead. Um, <laughs> so he, meanwhile, Agent Strom has made his way to the building. He found out through Jill Tuck where it was, and he is looking around. And as he comes to this room, he hears voices talking, and they're saying some pretty familiar stuff. Hmm. In fact, they're saying some stuff that we heard very recently. Oh, some no. That we heard in Saw 3. No. Because... Agent Strom comes across the hospital scene from the end of Saw 3. Can you believe <laughs> he doesn't just come across the hospital scene from Saw 3. He wanders in and Jeff is still doing his Jeff thing. Like yeah. He's just finished killing Jigsaw. Yeah. So right here, all of a sudden we realize... This whole time we thought this was taking place right after Saw 3. You know, in the opening, we see Jigsaw and his autopsy. He's dead already. So we're like, all oh, right, Saw 4 takes place right afterwards. It's actually taking place at the same time. Of course. Yeah. Would you because say why not? Yeah. This whole thing has been taking place concurrently. And right here where Agent Strom walks in on Jeff is where the two paths meet. Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to comment on it. I just, uh, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I think I think it's pretty clever in a way. It was an sure. interesting way to um, continue the series after Jigsaw's death, first of okay. all. Yeah. Um, and also without having to really add any time to the timeline. It makes right. you yes, that's important too. Um would you say this is the biggest twist in all of Saw? The whole I mean, thing? There's a lot. There's a lot, obviously. But I'd have to say this might be like this between this and um Hoffman being revealed as a member of team saw uh it's up there it's up there for sure i don't know if it's the number one though but it's up there this is a big one yeah i don't know i don't know that's hard that's a hard question It's definitely huge though i mean like this is this is one of those classic moments that's just supposed to mess with your mind in the world for of sure saw. yeah um that's like the whole point of it yeah i mean you realize you're doubting stuff 
that you assume to be true all the way along. Right. Um, you're realizing like this is still taking place at the same time. So we still don't know what happens after Jigsaw dies, except right. for that autopsy. That's the only yes. thing we've seen so far that's afterwards. And additionally, now we get a little bit of extra context to the fact that Hoffman was the one listening to this tape um, yes. saying like, you will not walk away untested. Basically, um, Hoffman himself is going to be tested by Jigsaw. Jigsaw knows that Hoffman, kind of similar to Amanda, isn't exactly following in like the exact letter of Jigsaw's rules. What? Sort of uh, fudging the line. Not that <laughs> Jigsaw himself is really that strict about things, but Amanda and Hoffman definitely seem to take things a bit further. Right. Um. But anyway, we get a lot of big moments here as um, Hoffman, um, as Strom comes upon this scene with Jeff just having killed Jigsaw, he, he, he pulls his gun on him. He's telling him to you know, show him his hands because Jeff still has the gun at this point. Jeff, sure. Jeff doesn't know what's going on. He's like swinging the gut around. He say, "Tell me where my daughter is." And so he gets shot like immediately. He's no. dead. Right, right away. Goodbye, Jeff. You're never gonna find your daughter. No one's ever gonna know where she no. is. Um, and then, um, and then Detective Hoffman sneaks up behind and locks the door. No. And leaves Agent Strom in the dark. No. And that's that's the end. That's all. Yeah. That's all right there. So you're probably right. That's good. We're left with some big questions here at the end of Saw Four. Are you? This this uh, <laughs> there's a lot of cliffhangers, right? You know, so Saw Three ended with Jeff in that little hospital room. He doesn't mm-hmm. know where his daughter is. He knows he has to play some sort of game to find her, but we don't know what it is. And then it ends there. Mm-hmm. Here, we basically just find out the answer to Jeff's story, which is he doesn't find her. He dies almost immediately. And we never get to find out what happened to Jeff's daughter, do we? Oof. Like, that's, that's one of the few remaining unsolved mysteries in all of Saw. What yeah. happened to Jeff's daughter? Yes. Uh, I'm sure it's not pretty. No. <laughs> it seems like everyone just kind of forgot about her. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, which means ugh, I Oof. don't like to think about it. Nope. So that's one mystery. Another one is now we're wondering how the hell is Agent Strom going to get out? Oh, no. No, no, <laughs> so no, no, no. He's thrust in the same sort of position that Jeff was, except now he's actually locked into this room. All the lights are out and everything. Uh, So he's not in a good place. And then our other big cliffhanger here is what's going to happen with Detective Hoffman? How will he be tested? Mm -hmm. And will he carry on the whole in the steps of Jigsaw? What'll he yeah. do? 
So a lot of mysteries here, a lot of twists and turns, specifically at the very end of this uh, installment. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's something. I gotta it say, is. it's really something. Especially trying to come through and explain everything that happens in this movie. <laughs> you really just get down to how ridiculous some of this stuff is, don't you? Yes. I agree with that. I do. Yeah. I don't know. I I still I enjoy this installment a bit. It's definitely not one of the stronger ones, I'd say. That would be my assessment. No. But right. it's definitely far from the worst. We've got we've got some stuff to come. We'll find out about that soon. But yes, for now, yes, well. Saw Four. Uh, what are your thoughts overall on this installment? Where where do you see this fitting in in the overall oeuvre of Saw? Of Saw, yeah. Um, it's not my favorite Saw movie, but I I do think there's a lot of fun to be had with Saw Four. I think there could be worse Saw movies than Saw Four. So overall, I think a three out of five is good. Like, a little below, like, I don't know, the average or norm, but still, like, not terrible. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. Three out of five-ish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of convoluted stuff that goes on here. The twists at the end, I gotta say, are pretty good. Uh, yes. They're a lot... They're, we make them sound kind of ham-fisted on here, but they're they seem kind of clever in the moment. And like overall the whole structure of it I think is kind of fun. It's like another scavenger hunt type setup with Rig having yeah. to go through these different quests and figure out clues and stuff. Uh there's a lot of really weird stuff that happens here. A lot of odd choices in terms of the editing and the acting and stuff, but I mean, I think there's still stuff to be said for this installment. And as we said before, this is the last Darren Lynn Boosman one here. Uh, maybe not his best of the ones he directed, but definitely a pretty decent send-off for him as well. So any final thoughts on Saw 4 before we close down this la this fourth chapter here? Uh, no, I think those were, I think you got it. Yeah. Ah, uh, we're just plowing away. This is yet another test in our, uh, series Oof. of tests from Jigsaw. We, um, we still see movies in theaters, you know, you'd be surprised to hear it, but, you would uh, be. yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I've seen a few movies recently. Uh, I think we did. We discuss. Have you seen us yet? I have seen us. Yeah, I Where don't know if you... we've discussed it on on Pod, and if it was on Pod when Pod was real. Um, we, we had it on a on a deleted episode of this. Yeah. Podcast, uh, but... No, I loved us though. Us was incredible. Um, yeah, that was a phenomenal film. Um, and everybody should go see that right now. If you haven't heard about it, go see it. If you have heard about it but haven't seen it, go see it. If you have seen it, 
go see it again. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's a I'm going to go see it again. Yeah, I definitely just loved that movie. It was yeah. so atmospheric. It was so interesting. The acting was incredible. The music was just so creepy. It's definitely a fun one to experience in theaters, especially with a good audience. Like, Yeah, it's definitely a theatrical film. Like, right. You should see that on a big screen with the audience experience. Yeah, like this is this is pushing the boundaries of what horror is currently. This is like um like a touchstone moment right here in terms of what horror is right now and to be able to experience that in the theater with other people is a great opportunity. I'd say do not miss that opportunity. Right. A lot of fun that um other stuff I've seen recently uh captain marvel i enjoyed uh i unfortunately saw that one a little too late at night and fell asleep for part of that but uh, <laughs> i'm definitely like what i saw i'm definitely gonna go revisit it because it was it's definitely worth watching i do not take my falling asleep as a judgment passed on that film i've fallen asleep in far better movies and in far worse movies so uh I I thoroughly enjoyed what I saw of that movie though. Um also Greta? Did we we talked about Greta at some point maybe? Yeah. Greta is probably yeah. gone by now. Greta's kind of fun. It's cheesy. It's a B movie material, but it's it's got some good stuff going on. Um Oh. Last this most recently I saw Pet Cemetery. Have you gotten around to that one yet? Pet Sam? No, 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 not yet. I mean, no. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend that. I mean, it's not like a perfect horror movie, but it's pretty okay. cool. I say, okay. like, I've seen, I feel like I saw the original, like, on TV, like, a decade ago or something. Yeah, it's been ages um, since I saw the original. It's been a long time. And I remembered it being just kind of hokey. Not, I mean, I, I don't know if I could give an accurate description of it now, right. but um, like this one was pretty cool. I got to say, um, very interesting. It really made me think a lot. Like it makes you think about, you know, like death and like family and everything. It's, it's a, a much deeper film than you think for like a remake of an 80s movie. Um, it really makes you think of the impact of death, but it, it gets, it gets a little off the rails in the third act, as you might expect, of course, given the yes. premise, but it's a lot of fun. It's really creepy. It's a very fun movie to see, um, like late at night with a, a decent enough audience. I saw it with maybe like 10 people at most, but it was still pretty good. And like the movie itself is definitely quite the ride. Okay. Uh, I definitely recommend that for an in theater showing, preferably a late night one. It's good for that. Okay. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of other stuff coming out soon. Um, we've got Hellboy coming out this weekend. Oh yes, we do. That one is going to be showing in 40 X with, uh, gore splatter effects 
which is just going to be <laughs> water, but it's still going to be fun. I'm definitely going to try to see that in 40X. Like, that sounds perfect to me. Um, And very soon, we're going to have Avengers Endgame within the next couple of weeks. Oof. That's going to be big. We're going to yes. have to talk about that. Um, yeah, absolutely, yes. Be prepared. Oh, no. Um, Never. But in the meantime, we're going to keep trying to bring you our assessment of the Saw series. Okay. Uh, cover as much of the uh, uh, current films as we can in the meantime. Sure. And, uh, you know, as always, if you like what we're putting down, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at BuzzedOnMovies. Mm-hmm. Give us an email at BuzzedOnMovies at gmail.com. We're available on all the major podcast platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts. And uh, so you can follow us on there. Give us a like. Give us a review. Just let us know what you think. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll keep bringing you the same stuff we always do. Just weird, fun movie shit. Uh, But till next time, we'll see you at the movies. See you at the movies.